I'm living in pains. I'm emotionally stressed. I'm emotionally downcast. I am so confused of all about life. Man, are you, are you, at this time, you are sleeping. It's not possible. Oh, don't, no, 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 no. Get, get her from the bed. I don't want you to. Hi everyone and welcome to Journey to the Bar. My name is Julius. And my name is Safo Kwame Oheneba. <laughs> what what's going on with your voice? Are you okay? How how's your week been? I'm stressed. I'm emotionally downcast. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> you see, um, okay, I although I only just learned about this uh your meme. I think, like, I completely understand. I identify with being stressed and emotionally downcast. Oh, this better be worth it. This school better be worth <laughs> it. <laughs> because after school, yeah. if I'm going to the bar and I'm not making money, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can't, can't you bring an action against people because we had reasonable expectation that by studying hard, we will make it and then we didn't make it. Gosh. Yeah, I know. Um, Honestly, the mental state of most students of the Ghana School of Law I, I know is not it's not the best because we we have what three weeks? No two weeks. We have like seven days. Something. I just know after Monday we are going to the battlefield. Honestly. You know, it's funny. Um last week, was it last week or a few weeks ago when we were recording the podcast, I was feeling so confident and I was like, Oh, I'm ready to write this exam. <laughs> What can what can come can come? Truthfully, I am no not. No student is ever ready for an exam. No I'm, student is ever ready. I'm not. My, I'm not. My anxiety is sky high. My my nerves are short. I am not ready. I don't know where <laughs> my brain is. Uh, okay, enough of the doom and gloom. Yes, <laughs> we have good news. Supplementary results are out. People passed. Uh, the call is coming up soon. Lots of people were able to clear their outstanding um, papers. So there's like a lot of good news all around, I think. Yeah, so um, with the call, I mean, it's it's good news. And with the supplementary to last week by this time, people were really tensed. And, you know, the fear with the supplementary was that it should come out before um, we set the exam because things get to get complicated if people do not see their mm. papers and then they should have the ability to register for another chance and I think that was the case this time so like I told friends who didn't like make it in the supplementary like Charlie one last time one last time make you go put one all inside so Charlie it go be it go be yeah Um, I think generally a lot of people who wrote papers other than civil procedure were able to clear those um those and then uh get that out of the way unfortunately i mean we all know how that civil procedure paper was so my heart goes out to every like anyone who had to struggle with that paper who has to write that again because truly i mean we like when you look at i i just know that that was 
the most unfriendly paper I have seen. <laughs> you know, I was thinking to myself, wow, so the supplementary and the main exam. <laughs> yeah, the supplementary was harder than the main exam. God damn it. I was reading it and all I could say is, God, I think you am not writing this thing. Like Same, what? same. Because I just know there's no way I'll so pass that paper. students who pass that paper actually in the supplementary, it, like, it speaks volumes to yeah. how how good students are. So, yeah. And I always say, you know, it's all... I wish people would would keep in mind that, truthfully, law school exams truly are not about in are not about intelligence mm-hmm. because everyone in the school is smart. Like you have mm-hmm. to be smart to have made it to this point. You have to be smart to have passed some like even one paper. So the fact that like unfortunately some people repeated, unfortunately some people had to write uh one or two or well one or two papers or even after writing those one or two papers, some people still have to write papers. I really, really wish they would take comfort in knowing that it's not about them and it's truly about the system and the school. So if you haven't, like, you have to write another supplementary, like, just, like, put all your vim and power into it and then, you know, just do it. Mm, yeah, it could be. That's all I could see. Just, you see, but the funny thing about this thing is if you are on the other side, it's easier for you to see because you don't go yeah. through what people are going through. You don't know how mentally stressed they are, but then Charlie. I understand. That's true. Because no matter what we say, I don't think anybody who's like dealing with it, going through it, would um, truly feel any kind of. Uh, I don't know, peace, knowing that they still have this huge burden on their heads. But, I mean, that's like, that's like the downside. The upside and the good news is that because uh, some people wrote supplementary, a lot of people are being called by the time this uh, episode goes out, they would have new lawyers. So there's a call tomorrow and I'm really excited. It's the first call that I would truly experience as a student of the Ghana School uh, of Law. You truly experience I'm not, Are you getting called or something? I'm not getting called, but my brother is getting called and I'm very, very happy. Yeah. I'm like super psyched. Yeah, I, you see, there's always this thing about um, people saying that main calls and other calls. Honestly, see, this is my take. So far as you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer. I, I'm not sure you go to the law firm and be like, ooh, how was your main call? Ooh, like, it, and, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So far as you're called, you're called because even the mental fortitude to still be in the school for an additional year when, like, your mate graduated earlier and still make it, like, it takes a, it takes a lot of guts. Yeah. Mm. And <clears throat> apparently the call is, like, 30 minutes to an hour. And... It's not like you know how graduations are huge affairs. Yeah. Make it a ceremony, make it an event. What is this? We go for one hour and we are done. <laughs> you mean to tell me I spent five years of my life going through LLB, going through Ghana School of Law, only for me to spend an hour getting like, called to the bar? What, what do you want to happen there? Do you I want, want to call a, a singing band and then they dance. I, w- I want everything. I want a marching I band. Prefer, I actually prefer being very short. Like 
Let's just get straight to the point and be done with it. I mean, I don't mind the shortness. I just want it to be more of like an affair. I want like a fireworks, a marching band. I want announcements, trumpets. I want everyone to like scream and shout my name and say that, oh my God, there's a new lawyer in town and it's you. I mean, you see, the thing about these things is it's never about what's happening at the event. It's basically the pictures you take afterwards. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happened at the event. Most ceremonies... You are never there to experience it. What you see are the pictures afterwards. I feel like the pictures, the nice photography, the pomp and pageantry does more justice to it than how long or short the thing is. Are you going to get your certificate there? Yes or no? You do. So, I don't know. Even when the program is longer, I will start sleeping. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, congratulations to anybody and everyone getting called. We are very happy for you. And we look forward to hopefully October having our call as well. Um, yeah, so that's, I think, essentially it at the school. I mean, exams, we know. And yeah, we probably won't record again until after exams, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, The way we are emotionally downcast, we need to <laughs> go steady. And prepare for the exam so this would probably be the last episode but you know one thing i've been thinking i was thinking hold up back, <laughs> last episode until after exams after, after exam i was thinking when we come back we get take off students hopefully we get more than just the two of us talk about ghana school of law proper the exams how it went everything and how people are looking forward to internship so after exams we would come back bigger and better When I read that, it doesn't go. When I read that, it doesn't go. Oh my god. I don't what I'm going to write. Alright, so what's happening in the country? Um... So, with what's happening in the country, since last week we didn't get to record, um, I would want to talk about the police, should I say brutality, the police attack on student from islamic senior high school because personally it just gave me some whole ptsd about the law school demonstration <laughs> we had in 2019 so yeah yeah and with that um i don't know how, let me i'll take it from this angle about protests necessarily and how protests can be made valid and then secondly how police just handle protest and all of that no but before we go into that even um these were essentially minors right kids like high yeah. schoolers yeah. so um like 16 17 18 and yeah. just to give background the police decided to uh like spray tear gas yeah. on yeah, them so tear gas on them because they were protesting essentially i know people have heard this story already but essentially the students were protesting um the rules by their school because cars were knocking people down indiscriminately it reminds me of when i started presec the road you see the road leading to the school too was something similar but eventually they put traffic lights then it became safer so i think they are going through that whole process and i can't knock down i think one of their teachers they demonstrated the problem or the arguments coming from the other side which is the authorities are that they didn't have permission to demonstrate and all of that so basically the demonstration was like void basically no so i mean clearly we know i think you're going to go into whether or not you need permission to demonstrate in ghana but aside um even whether or not you need permission to demonstrate in ghana isn't it ridiculous that 
police will spray children minors with tear gas and then say oh it's because you didn't have permission what is the proportionate response to 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 whatever offense it is they had committed i feel i feel this thing is basically like crowd control i think the problem is the police i don't know if it is i i i I can't place an indictment and say that the police are not being taught crowd control crowd dispersal i feel like there are more ways of going about crowd dispersal than just spraying let me give 2019 as an example so 2019 we were demonstrating the low intake whatever them to the law into the law school and everything was followed because per Ghanaian law mpp and igp being like the the case study here the police cannot tell people whether they should have demonstrations or not what the police need to know is or they are entitled to is a notification five days prior to the demonstration mm-hmm. that's per the and that's even instituted in the public order act so they are entitled to notification and you know the funny thing about the 2019 thing they had a no- they were with us the police were there the with police you. were with us from makola to to all the way through rage to flagstaff and look at me what was, i was not even holding no one i didn't no one was holding anything people were just holding placards and just jamming and i think there was a prior arrangement that they would submit letters and all of that and all of a sudden, indiscriminately, we just saw like, you see, there's this water spray. Yeah. It's very. I, I was with a friend. You know, when you go for demonstrations, Please don't like, come and be <laughs> no, was, you know, when you go for demonstrations like this, you have to like <laughs> your mind for day ground. <laughs> so you can imagine how like I was legit. I have never been in a situation like that before i know we all go like rogue and yeah we will fight the system and all of that but it was very it was very like scary Mm. at that time and if if you talk about proportionality there was no proportionality there yeah proportionality you get it so basically before but you see the funny thing is two years after which was last year you know last year they went on a demonstration Mm. the i i i was not there for the full event but from the little I saw, I don't think there was any casualty or there was anything of that sort like happened three years back. So to give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe they do hear us, maybe they do listen. But what happened in Kumasi? I see I don't care if the students had permission or not from school authority to embark or they didn't give police the notification. What I feel is high school. It's just they want something eager. Like the rationale is something is going on bad. Nothing is being done about it. They want to do. They want to bring attention to the situation, which is a legitimate concern. Yeah. It's not like they were going around saying, "Oh, we are protesting because we don't have. We are not allowed to bring phones to school, or we don't have like TVs." Like they weren't mm-hmm. protesting something so frivolous. Have seen that from that point of view. That okay, maybe they didn't give the police five day notice or whatever. They didn't tell the police they will be embarking on all of that or whatever. But then I think it should have been seen from that limelight that okay, let's see the head. How they are they are minors essentially. How do you have crowd dispersal? Is that because it was not just like male females or it was the the site was not really like great to watch. Yeah, I'm very concerned about this like behavior of the police because I mean 
the fact that first of all people do have the right to assembly right i think that is why it is not yes i think that's why it's not lawful for the police to be able to tell you that you can't demonstrate but rather you just need to inform them so that they can ensure that everything is done properly and the fact that this is not this is not the first time that police have behaved rashly towards protesters and i think it's becoming a habit yeah it's becoming a habit where the moment they see that people are assembled then it's like oh let's take uh drastic measures and it's i think they're becoming too comfortable with that behavior something needs to be done about it Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm also like wondering if there's like elements of islamophobia in this no 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 no, no, because following this i think there might be because following this did you not hear that did you not hear that some police people were interdicted because they were making comments on this? They were talking about like Muslims, this Muslim. You didn't hear that. I heard that on what the radio in the past. You know the people in charge of the whole Kumasi, the area where the thing was, were interdicted by like the IGP yeah. for their poor handling of the event, which I feel is right. But for Islamophobia, I know it's a stretch. Mm. I honestly feel it's a stretch. Plus, mind you, this is not. This is not to defend the police, but this is not the first time you are seeing this this year. Because at the Champions League final in France, the police, well, they also like tear gas. No, I'm speaking about Ghana specifically. Do we typically? I get it, but you see, I think we with we 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 like to like blame. God, I don't like this stance I'm taking, but you make a defender. (laughs) We like to like always say that our own is bad. Our own is bad, but. I think elsewhere too, it's it's it's, it's problematic. No, but, but police my, brutality generally everywhere it, is everywhere, a problem. Exactly, it's a problem. Yeah. No, but I'm just curious about this particular instance, right? With these particular children from this particular university, so that, that, and whether if it was like because after the um lost students protest where you guys were t- uh, sprayed with water, also they sprayed you with water. So why would they spray children with tear gas? And water, I think basically their crowd dispersal techniques whatever but whatever it is i feel like there should be a revision of how to uh, disperse crowds better than tear gas spray water spray because apparently it's hot water i didn't live to find out what was in the water because you ran of course i ran i don't want to experience what is in the water before so but basically basically i feel like it's inhumane if you see the pictures and you see funny thing about the law school the rubber bullets were also being fired mm. and i think with the islamic this one i saw rubber bullets too yeah. which is i just feel like the force was excessive like that exactly. is why i'm, I'm particularly disturbed the force has to be like proportional to like whatever harm you think the protesters are portraying because basically the excuse coming from the police was that they were disturbing them they were preventing traffic flow and so you fist- that is not justification enough yeah. for tear gassing pepper spraying or should i say sunbathing <laughs> yeah. no i just wonder like what's the worst that these kids could have done what is the worst that they could have done they didn't have any weapons they weren't hurting anyone they're just protesting to essentially ensure that they they and people like them continue to live so i'm very very disturbed by the stance of the police and the fact that this i don't know this is something that happens repeatedly but the fact that it has happened to like students high schoolers it's very very disturbing i hope i but i just like how swift like the higher echelons 
um, interdicted people and got people in office out because I feel like with these things, if police people know that with these things, consequences are attached to it, I feel like they would do their job better when it comes to crowd dispersal and all of that. I agree. And I think we should also look into like, I, because I did hear something in passing on radio about how um, there were some policemen making like comments, unsavory comments about this. No, like I really, I'll look, I'll look into it because I did hear something and they've all been interdicted. There was like a recording and everything, but I think we're speaking in tree and you know my tree is like shit. So um, I think that might be I said crap, <laughs> and I think that might be why uh, it's it's uh, it's it's stuck in my brain. But yeah, let's hope they do better. Yeah. In other news, we have your uh, so there was this issue that was going on about like a uh, a stu- another student, right? A young yeah, girl, I think she's a student, yeah. right? From university, I think either university of she's a student of University of Ghana, right? Yeah, she thinks. So, so there's this girl who Kezia? is Kezia. I feel weird saying like calling people by their name when I don't know them, but yeah. So there's like somebody like there's this girl called Kezia who has like a nonprofit for education, and it turns out her father's a politician, and so people kind of uh, turned on her. Everybody, I think, prior to her posting her father, people were really yes, supportive. Was birthday, by the way. You know too much about this girl's weird. <laughs> It was, it was there. It was. The friends posted it yesterday. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, she posted her dad, and prior to her posting her father, people were very supportive of her efforts and all the non-profit work she's doing. When people found out her father was a politician, they instantly turned on her. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I think, okay, I feel like people, people need to take a chill pill. That's the first thing. And this is why I hate politics. Like... I feel like so basically one of the things that angered triggered people was I think she had a GoFundMe or something like that and excuse my language but foolish accusations that um, this is her non-profit is one of the means which people money launder or politicians money launder and her father has not done anything and then if she needs money they're already in politics she should use their father's money some nyama nyama thing be like that honestly. I don't think it's a crime to be a son or a daughter of a politician. People act or people pretend that if your father is not a politician or your father is not in power, there is no way at all you can ever have money or have a source or means of livelihood. It's it's beyond me. Question is, with the, organi- the non-profit organization or whatever it is she's doing, is it forming some sense of utility? Does it have like some form of utility is it helping kids i think it's called for the future is it like helping society in any way yes or no if that is the if the answer is yes what's all this rubbish about his father is a politician his father has not done anything personally i feel it's just okay one thing i also saw is that people said she came after the she's been very highly critical of the former president and also she promised students, some students in Legon, that when they went to her father's constituency to vote, he would give them jobs and Easy. all of that. But so, I, I feel like the principle still stands for me. Don't come after the job she's doing if the job is something that yields good. 
you see i think it is the affiliation with politics that makes people uncomfortable because truly can you name one uh one what is the word like upstanding politician in this country so i think the problem so, is the pro- oh no 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 me, i don't believe any of them is upstanding <laughs> we, we name one name one forth. just name one no we already had a back and forth name one one there are so many upstanding like politicians who? the f- the late kojo Banredu was a was an upstanding politician in my opinion you get it how do you define who an upstanding politician is i feel like your definition of upstanding someone who's not stealing from us that's all you, you see that's the thing it's all you see I once had the opportunity to be at an event with a minister. It's all basically talk, conjectures, rumors, assumptions. Um, you I, I sound think, like you're in somebody's see, pocket. I'm not in anyone's pocket. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, if, if, I know if my friends listen to this, they'll say something. But then, you don't say you what, sound like you're in somebody's pocket. <laughs> that is not... You see, it's, not, it's, it's, about, it's about... It's just the notion that... I, get, I feel like there are politicians who still... I mean, I think they're all politicians. Still. Not there's all other politicians. Level. Still. Well, this is my not view. level. There's. I. I feel like you are a lawyer. May I guilty express? to uh, oh, no. innocent to proving guilty. You said guilty to proving innocent. <laughs> no, but um, may I express my view? Yes, please. So I think that our systems and structures are such that they are they are set up to facilitate dishonesty. So lots of kickbacks a lot of contracts that you get for yourself and your family members a lot of benefits that clearly is because you're in positions of politics that you have access to so our systems generally are set up in such a way that they they enable dishonesty and corruption they might not be illegal but they are dishonest right so i think it's because of that dishonesty that people have distrust in politics and in politicians and by um by proximity anybody that is related to that people distrust so i think that when they saw i and i'm not saying they're right or wrong i just think that when people saw her they saw like oh good like she's doing well she's doing positive things and then they're like ah you're tainted by politics so i can sort of understand why i I refuse i refuse to understand it this is simply lottery of birth Person that they ask himself, which comes with associated no, privileges, but it's lottery of birth. I'm sure if you were born to, um, 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 if you were born to a politician, you would be like, oh, my father's a politician, so there any benefits that will come from it? I don't know. You can, you see, and Shafiq made this point here, which I totally agree. They can admit or acknowledge their privilege, which is fine, but then it doesn't mean by proximity they also become tainted or this whole thing about the the fruit of the poisonous tree kind of thing why does that <laughs> exist it because doesn't, it doesn't because i feel like i feel like every parent tries in their way to get to get the best of their for their children or whatever it is to say that um by being a, a child of a politician you are tainted and all that and our systems are built to uh, foster dishonesty i feel like i do not know any Ghanaian who is not dishonest currently any trader any Ghanaian trader or market woman who is not dishonest uh, again our systems do facilitate dishonesty even in our small corner people who who people who are like claiming whatever whatever on twitter or wherever it is these same people engaging if it is being calabuese, calabuese anywhere like calabuese I have no idea. like 
finding ways to cheat people when it comes to selling and buying everyone is engaging in dishonest stuff that is not to say politicians are engaging in dishonest stuff i feel like we should always give a presumption or a leeway that uh, a politician is caught pants down as being a dishonest person or doing something wrong there shouldn't be that generic assumption that all politicians oh. are crooks. I think and I think affect her daughter in any way. I think no. I think maybe this particular instance has swayed you to the wrong side because the presumption should rather be that all politicians are dishonest and flawed oh. until until proven otherwise. I would be amazed no. for you to assume that politicians are honest in That's this Ghana. That presumption about politicians being crooks is more of like informed from from past experience and from us constantly finding this is what we call a classical cherry picking so it's like for instance saying that ah there are certain muslims who commit suicide bombings meaning all muslims are suicide bombers it doesn't it doesn't work that way that generic um connotation shouldn't like exist because i think the presumption should be that we vote people in power to serve our interest you get it so if there is if there is the, the if there are situations whereby certain politicians have engaged in certain bad acts, cool, fine. Those politicians then are horrible. Not all politicians. I completely disagree with this, yeah, but I, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in going and, and in I, circles I, I on this topic. I told you this before we started the podcast. I feel y'all are just anti-rich people. Oh no! I also have the you know yeah, people you know how people say that when like push comes to shove, the rich will be the first to be eaten. Nah. I, I won't be surprised. It's a, human, it's a human sentiment that yeah. when others are making it and they necessarily aren't, they 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 tend to find a way of discrediting them or just pure hate. You see, here's a. I don't um I I don't have a problem with wealth in general. I have a problem with political wealth. So, for instance, okay, like let's take Kapi and Timmy and all those people. I'm sure their father was Otedola, yeah. right? Um, um, I don't know how. I mean, I know their father made his money from like oil and all that, and. It might not have always been the most honest way, but as long as it's not politics, I do not begrudge them their wealth and their affluence and their private jet life and all that. I Somebody like that, when they do something, my instinct is not to say, mm, like, you are tainted because that is her, their father's, like, sweat and hard work. For a politician, their sweat and hard work is stealing, and that is why it's hard for no. So that is why it's hard for me to sympathize with people like this. And maybe you know, it's. It, I don't think that this particular like this girl should have suffered that kind of bullying on social media just because of her affiliation with her father. I think it, it's difficult to do that. And for a young person, you know, emotions, she, things. She her mental health might not survive this world. You know, so it's not. I don't agree that people should be. Um, putting her down but i understand and that's what i'm trying to say that i do understand where people are coming from and i do understand why people are upset because politics poisons and proximity to it is poisonous first on the article thing and you not hating political world you know the i polit- you hating political world and not any you know these other worlds the articles the dangotis all of these worlds can exist in a structure which is influenced by politics to allow them thrive. You know that, right? So if 
you are all against proximity to something, then you should be equally against such words because those words are also equally have the proximity to um, politics because politics in itself is what allows us to have leaders. Leaders also help us have structures in place that allow these people to be wealthy. If assets of these Otidolets or Dangotes were being frozen, if they were being dealt harshly by government, then they wouldn't rise to that stature of wealth you so admire. You get it? So by proximity, they are there. But no, it's like you are, you are redefining this proximity <laughs> thing. Because, no, politicians, it's like you're you are trying to compare a politician and a politician's wealth and a politician's child's uh, perceived wealth to a private citizen and a private citizen's wealth and a private citizen's children and their wealth. Like, they are two entirely different things. It's like you and I are regular people. We are... Uh, private citizens that we have like politicians and what they have access to I, again I'm not saying that private like these private companies who are super wealthy that they don't like do shady things to get to where they are I don't know their business mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if they do right I'm just saying that politics as a concept that is what breathes the distrust give them the benefit of the doubt. But I like, can't give that know, I can't give that to politicians do, until see, until politicians prove prove otherwise okay i cannot you see, it's like an ideology i don't think the idea you see there's difference between an ideology and the actors of that ideology i think the whole idea of politics i don't think when it came up is thievery but that is like, what it like, is like now the whole idea of marxism or, I, I feel like there are ideas but then the actors if the actors are faulty you don't blame the concept and i feel that's what you're doing i think you are lumping the actors and the concept all together. You get it? So, me, to end this thing, I feel like if people were going after the guy, the girl's dad, that the girl's dad is not doing anything for his constituency, that's fine. You can go after the dad for not doing his duty. And that's when, if you hate politics, it comes in that. Um, as a politician, you're elected, you're supposed to be doing this, you're not supposed to be sharing co-pots for people because essentially, that's what they said, that's the only thing his dad has done. Go after that, but don't come after the daughter for doing something that is very beneficial. That's really my take on this whole matter. Alright, okay, let's wrap up with, so, um, in light of, like, the call happening and all that, apparently in Nigeria, there's been a Supreme Court ruling that allows people to wear what's, like, traditional clothes to court. And I just wonder what that would look like in Ghana because, like, there's this, there's a picture going around of a gentleman who's wearing like traditional regalia with like no, but like with like beads around his neck and feet. I I I wouldn't go as far as to say that because he has like white chalk around one of his eyes, and (laughs) no, it's very interesting because for me as somebody who is I'm I. I have this space I'm in where I feel like we should be able to uh, reduce a lot of things into like modify things to suit like our culture and our society on the one hand. But then on the other hand, I also want to wear the wig and the gown that everybody has worn before me because that is what made them a lawyer. That's how they look like lawyers and that's what sets them apart from everybody else. So it's just a very interesting space to be in. So basically, I think it's about, um, I think what it's a ruling that was passed by the Nigerian Supreme Court that um, all Nigerians 
can express their way of worship and use and people can use hijabs and any form of uh, regalia that expresses their form of worship in public gatherings and public places now this is my take on this thing and this is not the first time i'm having a conversation about outfits attires and all of that and every time what you get is ah the gowns and wigs and babes are more of like colonial relics and even um up there they do not wear these things anymore fine i get it if the ideology is that it depicts colonial relics and all of that if we take off the gowns what do we wear then suits right suits equally have a a depiction of colonial relic to it but then lawyers will be fine wearing the suits but not wearing the but not wearing the gown this is basically my take on the matter i think i i i i think that fine maybe there should be instances where we can wear the suits and gowns and all of that maybe for like gatherings or something i think maybe we should restrict the not well not the suits part because i like the way like people look at suits it's a branding it's a branding (laughs) you see i feel like this is how it's just like how bankers go to their bank with in a set in a specific outfit i feel like this is what sells us to Mm. no but we i think like people just feel like they look so colonial that is the thing it's there's no that's what, what exactly about it. us about a white that's why it's called a white college job what is that is there about a white college job is it doesn't have colonial traits to it mm, you get it maybe i feel there can be modifications you see we can more of like embrace something colonial and make it our own that's why probably wigs and gowns can have kente design or maybe we should just do away with the wigs because i find the wigs ridiculous i'm not going to lie I maybe we can do away with the wigs. I just think the gowns are heavy and um w- hot mm-hmm. for our weather. So maybe if they change the fabric of the gowns, it could help. Or maybe the gown can be like just shorter or shorter sleeved or something, so that it's not so hot inside. Then again, anyway, I'm like still wearing suits under. Yeah, exactly. Like you're wearing, you're a, suit wearing a suit and then you're wearing under. a gown. You see, you get so if it is heat, the heat is going to forever persist. Probably, I th- I don't if you've noticed the Speaker of Parliament these days, he wears kente and he's in his traditional clothing. Countries like the Philippines, where like whatever it is they want to wear to court, to court. But then I watch it and it's meh. I don't know. People wear all sorts of things. It's not impressive. It's not really impressive. You see, I I get the thing about culture and all of that, but. At the same time, something sells us, and I feel like these things do sell us. If maybe we'd want to do away with the heat, then we should just stop with the suit. You know, maybe every 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 lawyer should wear jalabia or something. To, to <laughs> I think you are but joking. I feel like this discussion, this is not the first time. It's come up. I think it came up in the previous previous CJ's time yeah. as to whether people should wear their wigs uh, to court and all of that. I don't think this conversation is going to end. I feel like it's going to continue for some time now, but for now, I till we find a better way of like dealing me to me. If you are going to do go, do away with the gowns, we should do away with the suits too, and find and replace them with other things. So till that conversation is had, we can find modifications or way to make 
the girls traditional like well um truthfully i'm not very passionate about this topic i'm fine <laughs> either way <laughs> i'm fine either way i don't i think that wigs and gowns it just like feels like very loyally but outside of that i don't really see the utility of it um but i think that's kind of it for this week right would want to wrap up um by the time we record again we should be done with exams and i truly wish like everybody well in revision it's not easy my brain is like busted at this point but it it will be mended (laughs) it has to be anyway all i have to say till next month is don't sleep don't sleep wake up (laughs) yeah you guys should need to leave Alright, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. Yeah, we have a Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. We have a Twitter page now. It's um Journey to the Bar. It's called Journey to the Bar. Journey to the Bar. So please follow our Twitter account and shoot us any questions, comments, suggestions that you have and uh we'll talk soon. Yeah. Bye.